to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here. And we've got a special guest again uh, today, uh, which is King Mo Mula. How's it going, my man? It's going well, apart from, you know, the disappointment of you losing the Europa, man. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I'm almost over it. I'm almost over it. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, welcome everybody who's you know um who's joining us for this podcast. This is a special edition, so you know, make sure you're glued in, you know, to the end of uh you know uh, the podcast. Welcome. Awesome, thanks, brother. Um, uh, you know the the we'll get right into it, man. Like, there's a lot for us to uncover. Um, uh, this uh this last um. Wednesday here, both of us were kind of, you know, chatting up, watching the game, uh, right. Manchester United and Villarreal. And as we all know, uh, Manchester United lost to Villarreal on penalties. Um, uh, what a very disappointing end to the season for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and his boys and uh, the Manchester United team. Um, how do you feel about that, man? What do you... First of all, how you how do you? I know, like you know, we're kind of recording this extra late, but um, you know, time kind of makes the heart grow fonder, right? So, uh, right. a lot more. Uh, it, the the wound doesn't hurt as bad anymore, right? Compared to immediate reaction. So exactly. You... <laughs> oh man, where 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 do I even start? Like you know, how do I feel about you know uh, the way United has been performing in the last uh, you know uh, six games? I would, you know, just bring it to the last six games. Like, you know, um, right before, uh, you know, we played, uh, you know, before we were supposed to play Liverpool, before, you know, remember the game that got uh, postponed? Yes. Yeah. So before that protest, United was like, you know, in good spirits, the best of spirits that, you know, you can wish them to go, you know, into any final and um, win it. Yeah. But like right after, you know, um, that protest, Everything just went south. Like you know, look at the results that um, that we got after you know that that uh, protest. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. I don't know what went into the players' heads. You know, uh, after the protest, but like you know, they were not the same players no more. And yeah. definitely, um, yeah, you know, we, we, you know, we, we'll get deeper into you know into this. So for now, you know, that just describes how I feel. I just feel like you know garbage right now like you know uh, the united um you know team in the last six the performance were garbage yeah so you know you, you mentioned something very interesting here you mentioned the protest um right i think uh i think Ole also kind of alluded to the protest and kind of blamed the protest on some of the results um you know do you think it's the protest that made the players lose their bearings on the um on the united team at all do you think that's what caused that or do you think it's just 100 percent? okay 100 percent. okay like, yeah 100 percent. you know um because you know if, if if you want go and watch the games before uh before that protest mm-hmm. see how we're doing like you know and just track back the last you know the last six games before that and then look at you know the uh the next six or five games after that after the protest and you know you're definitely going to see you know a change of uh spirit you know like you know in the dressing room mm-hmm. like it's not it's not been the same i know they've been like you know trying to marinate it like you know um make it all seem like you know everything is all gucci blah 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 you know but it wasn't like you know that that whole protest it came at a bad time mm. you know it came at a bad time whereby uh 
you know, would have even pushed a little bit uh, harder, you know, to fight for the title. But, you know, after that, everybody just gave up. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't know about you and that protest. Because, like, the way I look at it, um, the protest was a necessary evil, especially for Manchester United, right? Like exactly. Are, so, but my... Go ahead. But my thinking is, isn't this like, you know, you take the you take the L right now or whatever L you're going to get right now for long-term success? Isn't that kind of the, you know, point of that? Like, you you know... That, that's, the, that's the whole point. And uh, it's a very good way of looking at it. Like, you know, because, you know, like right now, uh, every, every United fan is worried about, you know, the future of the club. Yes. So, um... What ends up happening is, you know, if everybody's worried, you know, um, people are not really putting in 100%, you know? And so, um, with that being said, give, sorry, give me a second here. Give me a sec. Yeah, uh, with that being said, sorry, uh, somebody just trying to call me. Oh, okay. good. Yeah. Uh, with that being said... You know, um, the United results have been affected after, you know, um, that protest. And um, it's a good thing. You know, the intentions were good behind the protest, but like, you know, it just came at the, you know, at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. But the intentions were like absolutely 100% good, yeah. you know. And uh, it's, it, I love to see United fans fight back, you know, because the Glazers are the worst people that, you know, you can let uh, to run the club. Yeah. They're all, you know, for them, it's all money merchants. That's it. You know, it's all about the money. Yeah. No love for the, you know, no love for the, uh, for the game. Like, you know, it's just for them, it's commercial. Mm. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like, I get where you're coming from. Like, it's it impacts the players, um, and it impacts the mindset. Uh, as you said, some of the players probably got checked out. They're like, ah, what does it matter anyway? And also another thing, key thing that also happens with that protest is it destroys the rhythm because footballers are so such machined, engineered players that uh, right. or beings, not even players, that any little disruption on their um, you know setup or on the way that they handle and they manage uh, uh, what they call it um, uh, their. Uh, uh, you know, their, their schedule, any little disruption to that, it mm -hmm. impacts them in the grand scheme of things. But the way I look at it was, if I look at this, you're looking at the, you're looking at a Europa League that, in right. my opinion, you don't, it doesn't matter if you're talking about um, a protest or anything like that or destruction of their rhythm. In the, way, the way I see it is, they should still be able to perform at that level, right? Because you, you look at it, these guys, no matter how much you can talk about, you can say, okay, the protest impacted them. But think of this. Look at, look at how much it costs, how much United team is worth versus right. how much Real team is worth, right? And then right. not even the starting lineup. Look at the, the bench of United. This, the the cost of United United's bench versus the cost of uh, Villarreal's oh, starting lineup. Exactly, it's a whole complete different ball game, man. Right. So 
that's where I'm like, I get where you're coming from. Like this completely disrupts the way we, uh, uh, you know, approach our, our matches and we approach our games. But the bottom line is with all that firepower, all that expensive, um, you know, it's like having a Royals Royce, right? Or, uh, uh, or a Bentley um, and comparing it to, uh, you know, a Honda. Even though Honda is reliable, which you can say Villarreal are reliable team. <laughs> you know, let's say Emery Chan is reliable in the finals. <laughs> yeah, he is, right? But the, the, the bottom line is it doesn't still matter, right? These guys are quality, um, uh, what they call it, uh, quality uh, uh, athletes. And at the end of the day, a Rolls Royce is still a Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. Bentley is still a Bentley. Right, they don't compare to a Honda. So uh, when you look at United and then you look at Villarreal, you tell you don't need. You can talk about the protest all you want, but then the question is, well, why isn't Ole utilizing his squad uh, effectively? Right? Is he actually using? Is he? Can you boldly say that Ole throughout this season has used <laughs> in the most efficient way that he can? No, not at all. Like, Ole has only used probably like uh, 25% of his squad, to be honest, you know. Because he hasn't really tried to try different things, you know, with um, with the squad that he has. So, yeah. this is this is what uh, good coaches do. Even if, like, you know, you have to look at, uh, for example, um, Pep Guardiola. It's, it's a bad example, you know, because they are rivals. But if you look at Pep when he came to City... The players that you found there, uh, yeah, they were pre- probably like, you know, a little bit better than, you know, the United players mm-hmm. at that time, right? But um, Pep did try to, you know, do different things. He plays, you know, um, Bernardino, you know, with this other midfielder, you know, like different things. You know, the the back four was also, you know, on rotation. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And that's one thing. He has not experimented with, like, you know, what he has. Like, you know, he has not tried to say, okay, what if I do, you know, Donny and, um, you know, Kokba, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, maybe, uh, you know, I play Matic with this one. You know, maybe, you, you know what I mean? Like, different things in the squad. You know, but him sticking to Mac, um, <laughs> McFred, like, throughout, <laughs> like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like, What's with Ole and you know favoritism? You know, for me, I feel like you know Ole is um is a teacher, you know, who's all about you know favoritism at this point, you know, because he's he's proven it. Like you know, if anybody would be like, okay, why are you saying that? Like you know, um, can you back it up? Of course, I would. You know, because I I just go back and look at okay, you know, the records are there. You know, the uh, the lineups are there. It's pretty much like every week in week out, we knew. Mm-hmm. We knew, you know, what Ole was going to pick. But my question is, if those players played for, you know, for so long together, how come they didn't really, you know, improve? Mm-hmm. Is it because they're not coached, in, you know, in the right way? Or, like, you know, the tactics are not right? Like, you know, what's going on? Because yeah. even though, like, let me tell you, even, like, you know, in the outside life, if you're spending time with somebody for the longest time, like, you know, let's say me and you are always like, you know, um, playing together every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing things together. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely, you know, you, you're going to learn, you know, how I do certain things. You know, you pick up, you know, 
yeah. pick up on things. But like, you know, the United player, where, where I'm going with this is, you know, the United players, even though they played for so long, for some reason, they, you know, they never clicked. Yeah. You know, it's like every time they go out there, on paper, it's the same lineup. But when they play, it's like, damn, who's this guy? And who's this guy? You know, like, they don't even know each other. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, the funny thing, that's a very interesting thing. But the key thing is, um, I, I agree with you to an extent, right? I, I do think some of these players are friends outside of uh, work. You know, outside right. of, you can tell they hang out some of them. But I think that that also has two, that goes two ways, right? One, um, you could either have a group that is like tight knit, the chemistry is there, they understand each other, they know everything about, they will, they will give their neck to die on the pitch for their brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Or on the other side, you're going to get um, a bunch of players that just want to do their own thing, right? And then the coach wants them to do something, but they're not doing it. And there was something that Ole said that was very interesting. He said, I don't run the coaching sessions, you know? I, I don't do that. And, and that's okay as a manager. You don't have to run the coaching sessions, right? But at some point, you also got to supervise what your coaches are doing to ensure right. it fits into the model that you're looking for. It ensures that it fits into this st- philosophy, the style mm-hmm. of um, And uh, my own thing is when you have players like Rashford and you have players like Pogba, these guys just want to have fun, right? Like they're just, you know, I mean, Lingard, if you had thrown in Lingard was still there. This would have just been, you know, a bunch of friends all ha- hanging out, having fun, high-fiving each other. And I don't see that anything is wrong, but it is up to the management to hold the players accountable and to set the standards of success, right? So, yes, they can do their thing. They can hang out. They can all chill. They're all best buddies. But the bottom line is you still got to hold these kids accountable, man. You know what I mean? You still got to say, look, you guys can do all you want to do. But on the pitch, here is how I want you guys to do it. You know what I mean? And this is how you guys can do it well. Right? So I think, uh, Mo, you probably caught off there for a little bit. Sorry, it looks like you can, looks like you cut off there for a little bit. More. But yeah, yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like the key thing is respecting the fact that the players, the, the players are unique. They will hang out. They're friends. They're, they, they have some chemistry. But let me coach them in a way that's going to, you know, um, uh, use each individual very well to get the things that I'm looking for on the team. But anyway, bottom line is uh, some of these, sometimes when you watch them play, you're just like, why are we doing it this way? Why are we handling right. things? Like, do these guys even train together? Yes, they hang out outside work, but do they actually train together? And I think that if you don't, if your coaches are not, handling that coaching aspect very well, then you're going to be having things where you're like, you know, what, what am I seeing on the pitch, right? Anyway, let's, kind of go, let's get right into the game. Let's get into the game. What were some of the things that stood out in that game for you? What, what, okay. What, yeah. Should I, <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if I should start from the end, and, you know, the end of the game or maybe I should start from the first minute. I don't know which one is easier, but anyway, I'll go right into yeah. First of all, uh, the lineup was slightly better. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and because I was happy not to see my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, you know, something uh, really, you know, um, it, that stood out for me, you know, to say that, you know, um, Ole didn't really, you know, pick his go to, you know, Warriors, mm-hmm. you know, in a final game. So that was a little bit interesting for me because, yeah. you know, I was expecting the McFred. Fred was injured, by the way. That's why he, ah, he was carrying okay. his, They said it was a little uh, niggle that was causing him issues. Um, so that was why he didn't so start. That was the that was the first change then. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, definitely, you know, that had uh, you know stood out for me. And uh, other than that, I saw that you know as the game was going, like you know, United considered I think 20, 28 minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, from you know, for like you know half an hour, my terminal was so poor. You know, that's, you know, my opinion. I feel like, you know, McTominay for the first 20 minutes was so poor. Mm. And then as, you know, uh, the, after, after we, you know, um, we got scored, there was a shift, uh, you know, there was a shift of momentum, you know, in the midfielders. Mm. Pogba wasn't doing as much, you know, um, as much as he was doing, like, you know, when McTominay was doing bad. So, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand how, you know, there is that shift, so that's one of the shifts that, like, uh, that caused us to lose the game because you know there was a drop in momentum, which yeah. shouldn't have. You know, uh, the way it should have been is you know if my guy on, on the left side is is improving, that means you know the guy on the right side has to improve too. So you know you're improving all together. Mm-hmm. So that stood out for me, you know, uh, in a way to say that, you know, Ole didn't really, you know, try to, to change that. Because obviously, you know, we saw what was happening, you know. Yeah. Like, perhaps twitch a little bit of, you know, movement, you know, you know, give Pogba different, you know, instructions at that point. For instance, because, you know, the game is one in midfield. Yeah. Exactly. So it really... It really, you know, stood out for me, uh, you know, to hear that, uh, to see, you know, to see Ole not, you know... Not doing really, no, nothing. You know, it was just like you know, the ball goes to the left, you know, to the center, yeah. you know, to the to the to the left back I, again, back to Bai, then back to you know, um, Bisaka. It, you know what I mean? Like you know, there was no um, there was no movement, no, there was no fluidity, because mm-hmm. you know, um, we struggle against teams that pack the bus, but like you know, Ole has seen this all season, you know, throughout the season for the times that he's been here. Like, you know, United struggles against, you know, um, teams that are very good with set pieces, teams that are uh, very good, you know, with uh, parking the bus. So, like, up to now, why hasn't that addressed? Yeah. You see? So, those are things that need to, you know, uh, to be dealt with, to start with. And, uh, okay, so, fast forward, fast forward, um, in the second half, Ole should have made changes at the right time. Yep. And Ole did not, you know, um, Ole was too scared to make changes. All the all the changes that he was making, um, they were all preparations for penalties. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, because me and you were talking at that time, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, you know, this guy, you know, he's he's just trying to um, you know, to put on to put on his armor for penalties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, bro, why would you bring Dan James, you know, for, you know, and then you take out Pogba? Like, why? You know what I mean? Yeah.
Uh, my bad. Uh, Vic was calling me. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Let's right. let's make sure we can. I can always get him on later on, but okay. for now, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So, um, as I was saying, like all these changes were just <laughs> they didn't make sense for me at yeah. all. You know, I feel I feel like you know if if we are to move forward as a club with Ole, um, you know, then things have to things have to change in terms of like you know not being not being scared to make changes. You know, be bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, great coaches they take risks. If you don't take risks, you don't win. Yeah, and that's what Ole is, you know, not doing. He shouldn't even have gotten to penalties at all. Mm-hmm. You know, with the United squad that we have, you know, the bench, uh, the worth, you know, um, the the bench is worth that we had compared to like you know uh, Villario. Mm-hmm. Come on, we shouldn't even be you know preparing for. Exactly. You see, those are things, ah, you know, that that are just like you know so frustrating. Sorry, I'm I'm getting heated up now. <laughs> you know, I'm getting heated up because I love United. Everything I do is all about United. So you know, and I want United to succeed. Yeah. You know, because look at um, you know, our, our you know our rivals. Yes. Yes. They are all making moves, and what are we doing? You know, we go and hire um John. You know, who was Edward? You know, Edward. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the guy has been there for like how, how for how long? Eight years. Yeah. And he's been helping you know Woodward to transfer. So, what's going to change? You know, if, if you're on, man, like you, Nothing. just like. Ah. No, nothing's really gonna change. That's the reality. Nothing's really gonna change because you know there's still the bad apple, you know, because this apple that you just brought, you just brought it there to shut up, you know, your fans to say, oh, now we have a, you know a director of football, you know, now you know what I mean, like there's yeah. just like so many things, um, that are not making sense. The transfers that are being done, you know, later on you come and hear, oh, um, Vanderbeek was never always, first you know, first choice. Then why did you make the deal happen? Were you trying to, you know, plan or what? Like, why are you getting players that he doesn't want? <laughs> is he? <sighs> but yeah, you know, like, you know, looking at that game, you know, I just feel like a lot went wrong. You know, the changes, Rashford should have been off, you know, um, beginning of, uh, you know, first half at halftime, you know, make changes, you know, take, take Rashi out, bring in you know people that can do you know something like you know Ahmad you should have yeah. brought in Ahmad you know or even like you know make changes try Van der Beek on you know on that side yeah maybe you play like you know in a diamond formation or you know or, or whatever but like you know make, make changes don't keep the same lineup for nine you know until 88 yeah you see ah. I know the, the it was just so absurd. It really was absurd. But let me tell you something. I was mm. not surprised. You know, I have been, <laughs> people who've been calling it as how it is, right? Like to the point, some people have. You know, the problem with you, I think sometimes with United fans is we get so sentimental that when you criticize a manager that has um, that is a legend. Everybody turns up and says, "What is wrong with you? Are you crazy? Like you, you don't support Manchester United? Like seriously?" Right, right. You know, then yeah, um, people start thinking like you know you have those little 
agendas of you know i have i have people who keep calling separation me. groups yeah people people call me out all the time they're like you don't support united you know you're always talking about uh, uh Ole and all the stuff that you would fire him if you were a director like i've heard people say some of the some of those things like uh in the past so, and- you, you know what bothers me really with those people right in, in, you know um instead of trying to see why are you saying these things what are you seeing that we're not seeing exactly you see you think outside the box yeah because you know if you really want the club to go forward you're going to do the right things you know that can move the you know uh, the club forward mm-hmm. so yeah. like keeping all of there is not really you know moving us forward in my opinion no, it, it's not. Like, I'm not going to, for me, I'm not going to discount the good things he's already done for United. Like, Of course, of course. Good things. He's actually like, he's, I, I won't, I'm not going to lie. He's actually, I won't say exceeded my expectations, but he has, he has gone past what I've expected of him. I expected it to be, you know, top four. Moyes, you know, Moyes type of, okay football but at least he has better players so he's gonna do a little bit different but at least the the few things he's done is he's actually gotten the players on his side he's had them to start caring about united again um and he really like you can tell he really wants to be successful but the difference is not how if you really want to be successful the difference is if you can be successful united is not a play thing Manchester United is not a Manchester United is not FIFA. It's not it's not you and I going on um uh, what they call it um FIFA twenty or FIFA whatever twenty one right. and just setting up our team and playing it on there. That's not how it works. Like you, the, Manchester United is actually a legit legitimate team that is a top top tier like top three in the world easily. In fact, with what is happening with Real Madrid these days and you're reading about all these debts. And Barcelona and all these debt, United is the is is still the top top team when it comes to finances and money wise. You know we still generate the best, the most revenue out of all the uh, the clubs in Europe. So it's not a joke. How can you have a top tier team financially at least, you know, in stature? How can you have a team like that? And you have a manager that is working that is getting his uh into it's like an internship you know, on the job, right? So it's, um, it's, it's just, it's really sad, man. It's so sad to see, like, how uh, this, this team and this club has really been taken for a joke. And when I, when I tell people all this, stuff, I'm like, look, I'm not, really, I'm not going after Oli because I dislike him or anything. I'm not doing any of that. What I'm trying to say is, at this rate, Oli has done what he can do. And he cannot take it from It's time we as fans, and it's time the board, which they will do anyway, but it's right. time he recognizes this and says, okay, look, buddy, like you've really helped us out. You've done you've done your best, but it's time to move on. You know? Let's get somebody in that can come in, finish the job that you started, and do it well because this is your ceiling. And there's not nothing further that you can do from here. And who's to say that he can't do more? But based on the past, based on past results and based on history, it's obvious that this is as far as he can go. He may win a trophy. He may win like an FA Cup or a Carabao Cup, but 
that, that is the level. That, that's the furthest level I feel like we're only going to be able to get from him. Even Europa League, we shouldn't even be in the Europa League in the first place. Let's be realistic here, guys. Right? So, um, you know, it's sad. And we're going to touch on this later on, probably in the second half, and uh, when uh, we get uh, Vic on the line here. But uh, the, the, uh, look at what's happened with um, Chelsea the other day. Remember, remember when Vic, we used to talk to Vic about Lampard and we're like, look, right, Lampard, exactly, bro, he's not good enough. He needs to, Vic would defend him, defend him. Now, look, they're all celebrating the Champions League. I know, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's what it takes, you know, for you to make bold decisions, you know, as a club, you know, if you want your business to go, you know, uh, to the next level or for instance, you as a coach, you want your team to go to the next level, you need to take risks, yeah. you know? Yeah. Say yo, okay, thank you for your services. Let's go. You know, you, you still maintain your VIP services here, but you know, as a coach, you know, we're putting you aside. You know, we're gonna bring in, you know, um Allegri, Zidane, whoever is available, you know, good people that are not scared to make changes. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna ask you just this one question here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to be before we jump over to our next uh segment. Um, would you still keep Ole in the job? Ole actually has gotten a new contract, by the way. Apparently, <laughs> getting a new contract. Oh, I thought it's, it's on the table. That, that three years? Uh, I think it's two years or something that they're going to be giving him. Would you give him that contract at this moment? Um, no. No? Okay. What would you do with Ole then? What would you do? How, how many years are left on his uh, current contract I, I think he has one year left or one year left okay so this is what i would do um right now i would not give him that contract as of right now this month this year you know i would wait until like you know what happens at the end of next season mm-hmm. right you know depending on what he does so for this season i say oh, you know what Ole? here is here is um 250 million Get the players that you want. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want with you know with this team. If you want to sell, whoever you want to sell, sell them. Yeah. Do whatever you want with this team. Since we're you know in the process of rebuilding, so show me what we can do. Okay. Then at the end of the season, you know, depending on how he does, if he wins EPL, yes. If he doesn't, nah. Because I know Champions League is, you know, a <laughs> no-go area for now. So, yeah, I will just keep him, you know, um, on his toes until the end. Do you really think Ole can win the EPL? It doesn't... Like, I don't care if he gets Sancho, Rice, Grealish, Varane, whoever else that is out there, Max Aarons, uh, Theo Hernandez. I don't care if he gets a full revamp of the squad. I still don't believe he can win the league. Like... Man, you guys, you saw what you saw the levels in the Chelsea, and I said we're going to go into that that next half. But you saw the levels in the Chelsea City game, man. Right. Liverpool are no slouch either, man. Like I know we've kind of joked about. Oh. <laughs> no, Liverpool is a serious team. Liverpool, they blew us. They blew us out of the water four two, and they didn't have their center backs, their starting center backs playing. For like they blew oh man, like that and that is just them. And, and we 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 only had didn't have Maguire and we were like, oh my god, one person's out of the squad, everything is gone to shambles. But just 
look at how good they were against us. It then look again at City and Chelsea's levels now, right? Man, talk. That's not even Premier League is off the off the charts, man. Is 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 unless unless Ole gets, you know, at least four or five stellar star-studded players, like not even not even uh, uh, you know what they call it functional players, star-studded players. I don't see him. I don't see him challenging for anything this year. You can get Sancho. So, but with Sancho, so what, okay. So, in your opinion, um, you would say finishing second was uh, by luck, or because other teams are not good, or like because other teams were not good. Let's be real here. Let's be real. Um, what was the the year that uh, uh, last season uh, Liverpool won the league, right? Yeah, and they are ninety-eight points. Ninety-eight. How many? How many points did City get at second? Ninety-seven. Was it ninety-seven? Or was it eighty something? I think it was around eighty something, right? Yeah, around there anyway. Yeah, it was around there. The year previously, City won the league. What did Liverpool get? Yeah, again, the gap was like you know too tiny. <laughs> exactly, it was like hundred to like ninety-eight or ninety-nine. Right. The season before that, what was second place? See, look how, how low the standards were this year. 74 points got you second. Before, remember back in the day, 74 right. used to be like fifth. Exactly. You know? So any person who's sitting there that I said, oh, he, well, he got a second. Guys, think again. When, when Mario got second, Mario got 81 points. Just, just to think about it. I'm, I'm not a fan of Mourinho, by the way. I, I, I think mm-hmm. he did a lot of bad things. But let's be real. He got 81 points and came back. So we all sit here and say, oh, progress. I call it... And all I got 78? 74. 74 74? Yeah. It's not even close to 80? No. It's not. <laughs> it wow. Is, it is not close to 80. Double check. Take a look at it. It is not close to 80, man. You know, so every every single person, I'm looking at it, yeah, 74 points, United. 74. Wow. And this is a thing we're all talking about, improvement. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling improvement? <laughs> you know, like, okay, okay, we, we improved from last season. But let me be real. If Liverpool, and, and look, Liverpool, where they had their players injured for most of the season, and look, they managed to come third, 69 points. Five points behind Manchester United. Yeah. Points behind us. All throughout the season, at one point, it looked like they were not even going to make it. Exactly. You know? But look at where they ended. Because, yeah, they were more close to um, yeah. being 14th than being, you know, um, seventh. Yeah. And, and you can say, oh, yeah, the, the season was very comp- competitive this year. Absolutely. It was very competitive this year. But still, second is getting 74 points. Come on, guys. Come would, on. Would you say because, you know, maybe um, the, def- uh, you know, the defending has improved in the Premier League, in t- you know, in terms of teams? Because there were, yeah. you know, goals were not uh, sco- uh, being scored as many, you know, in certain matches, you know. But when goals came in, they came in, you know, Bunches. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's because of defense. If, I, if, if anything, I think defense uh, was one of the weakest points in the Premier League this year. 
Um, the only team that kind of figured out their defense was City, and that's what carried them to the championship, right? So the the apart from that, uh, apart from City, everybody else's uh, defense was kind of all over the place until Tuchel came into Chelsea and then really drove home what um, you know the defensive aspect of the game. So for me, defense was not it, man. Uh, I'll be real. I'll be. I'll be real out here with you. It wasn't. It wasn't because of the defense. I, I just. I simply think United and everybody else this year. Yes, they all stepped their game up, but United did not show their class uh, above everybody else. And it, it just came down to other teams just having weird issues. You know what I mean? Chelsea. Timo Werner, this guy misses uh, uh, goals for. <laughs> like, yeah, I think he, he might be, you know, related to Dan James somehow. You know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> all that, but at least you know he knows how to get into space better than of Dan. Course. And but, he creates space, you know, for other players, right? You know. Yeah, at least he knows how to do that. But you know, the guy, the amount of chances that guy missed alone. That could have taken them like you know second easily, um, and then now you now have uh, uh, Leicester who are kind of bottle jobs. They just don't know how to do it when it matters most. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then Liverpool for the longest time they were not clicking. You know they they missed uh, Fabinho in midfield, and Jordan Henderson was a big miss for them in midfield as well. So uh, you know we can. Uh, do, you, do you remember the first points that I, you know, that I brought up about you know United players, even though you know they play for um, so long together, you yeah. know the same improve. Yeah, exactly. You see that? So that was you know the point of um, the point I was coming from. Because mm-hmm. you gotta see, you know how look at Liverpool. Liverpool are so bad, you know, because you know they were trying different things, you know, until it clicked. It's a puzzle. Yeah. Anyway, but that's 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 what it is. That's that's United. But you know, if it were me, I, I would not wait till second uh, second another year for Ole. Man, you, you, you just fire him right away. I'll package him up, man. I'll say thank you for your service, man. Like you really have changed this club, the ideals of the club. You've gotten us back on track. Can you give him up until like maybe January? Nah, man. I'm packaging him up right away, dude. There's like so many managers available right now. There is a lot of managers. And I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, Zidane. No, 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 no. I don't think Zidane is that good of a coach. I think you may even have the exact same thing with Ole, uh, with Zidane, just a much more expensive version of that. But uh, right. I think that, you know, you have guys like Conte who are available. Oh, you know? yeah. Conte, is, uh, he will, Conte will burn the farm. That's the way he is. But the reason why I would take Conte is because Conte will raise the standards of your team. Um drastically raise the standards of your team. So um, it is, is those are the kind of coaches I, I, that are available right now. Um, even I'm hearing Pochettino now wants to leave PSG. I don't know how true that is, but that's what we're hearing. Um, you can even go for him, even though, yes, you can say, oh, he didn't really win the league on. That's a gimme, but who cares? Pochettino, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, it, most of the problem with, with that team actually started with Tuchel before he left and then, uh, Pochettino inherited a lot, of, a lot of the mess, but either way, uh, it's what it is. Um, and then there, there might be, there might, they can also pluck some of these up and coming managers. This uh, Ten Hag from Ajax, you know, this is like some really good, right. advanced, modern day coaches that you can go after for, go after that will 
automatically just improve the the uh, the standards of your team. And and my own problem with Ole is not even like yeah, you can be a shitty manager uh, or or not shitty coach or be a good man manager. The trick right. is hiring yourself good coaching staffs, and he will never do it. This is all like um, you mentioned it with John Morto. It's the same thing with Carrick, Phelan, and the bunch of uh, 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 McKenna and a bunch of guys that, the, that are part of the coaching staff that he has there. So personally, man, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm. Gonna, yeah. And none yeah. of them, none of them is like you know challenging all of to say you know do the right thing you know because they're all buddy 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 you know exactly there's no there's no merit in in that uh in in their job they didn't earn, really earn it it seems like we're all buddy guys hey bro I'm coaching a team come come out and, and help me coach that was it it's not like hey bro what's your CV like let's do an interview you know so. Anyway, but uh, that's kind of the the thing, and um, we, you know, if that's my own piece on there for for Ole. But we'll kind of we'll leave things at this at this piece right here right now, uh, just because we want to get uh, Victor into the show, um, and uh, you know, we'll take a break and we will get going right back pretty soon. So we'll sounds good, and uh, we'll get the the group uh, together in the next uh, half an hour here. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. All right, thank you. Okay, everybody, welcome back. This is part two of uh, today's episode. Um, I think this is episode number thirty-nine of the Calgary Bulls Football Podcast. I have got, I have got King Mo on the side here with me today, um, and also Victor Speck, who's finally joined us. Um, after being uh, 45 minutes late. So uh, this is just perfect. You know, classic uh, um, Chelsea fans. No respect for time. Don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's what people that are very new to, you know, to success, you know, they don't respect time. Don't, don't lie, bro. <laughs> don't lie. In the, in, in the past decade, bro, we've won more trophies than any English club. Uh, when I knew the success. A decade is short, bro. <laughs> of course, that's what you're saying. Of course, that's what you're saying now. But remember when um they were uh, uh, about to fire Lampard and you were crying, no, please don't fire Lampard. Please, please. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, absolutely. We love Tuku, man. You know, give <laughs> You know, bro, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you can go back on the episodes and you will see exactly what I said, which was what I said was pretty much like I'm not in favor of firing Lampard, but I will respect the club's decision to take that decision. If they decide to make it, then it is what it is. I support my club 100%, right? So it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not Lampard FC. It's Chelsea FC. So what they say now, but at first, like, bro, you can go, you can go back on the recording. They're all there. I just listened to it like about a week or so ago. You guys will regret firing Lampard. You see, and then now, oh, thank God, oh, we won. Oh, Lord. It still would have been good to win both trophies, but yeah, well, we move. You know, you know. Honestly, I'm I'm gonna say this one thing. I'm actually pretty happy that uh, Chelsea won it because, um, for me, I don't want City to get anything number one. But another thing too, it just shows you how competitive the Premier League is, man. You yeah. know, one team FA Cup is won by Leicester. 
Champions League is won by Chelsea. Premier League is won by City. You know, you can't really say any person is the best of the best. At the end of the day, they're all different. Mm-hmm. What kind of makes this league this year kind of, you know, different? You know, on the other hand, the only thing is just you have an idiotic uh, team that could have won a Europa League. But no, you know, they shouldn't be a part of that whole, uh, uh, you know, competitive uh, by uh, uh, you know, La Liga team. But anyway, um, <laughs> but the bottom the bottom line is simple, right? Uh, uh, we've got uh, Chelsea has won it. So uh, talk to me, man. Talk to me about uh, Chelsea. How you? Um, so how do you feel about this one, man? Oh you know? man, we we are well we are well deserved winners of this. For sure, we uh, we deserve to win this. We pushed ourselves to the limit. Even in this game, we absolutely outplayed City. Yeah, City didn't have the City didn't have no chances, and when they had chances, we stifled it. Um, brilliant pass from Mason Mount, Kai Havertz in the pocket. But I gotta give credit to Timo Werner because because of Timo, it's not if it wasn't for Timo, we wouldn't have scored that goal. Um, Timo's run straight up pulled uh, pulled uh, Diaz away, and then Zinchenko wasn't able to keep up with Havertz, and Havertz broke into the middle, and then did did that nice work with uh, Edison because he looked up and he saw Edison was coming, and he just tapped it around him because he knew Edison can't use his hands, mm-hmm. and then basically just like took it out of his out of his uh, out of his arms and just like finished it. Yeah, but this was an amazing game for. All of the collective, which is why I'm so proud. Everybody went out there. They put their bodies on the line. They put their skills on the line. They all went for it. They definitely all went for it. And uh, that is the Chelsea way. You know, even though if we don't win, but we played like this, I would still be proud. You know what I mean? But thank God we won. Thank God we, 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 we executed. We did what we had to do. And we made the pretty, the, the best team in, 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 in all of Europe pretty pretty average. Mm-hmm. So no, you guys are the best. Now, now we're the best. Now we can stake that claim and say we're the best. But City is still the best club in Europe, bro. I was, um, I was, I was gonna say when you guys are saying the best because I threw this question out in the in the in one of the- like what do you mean? You know when you say the best. Exactly. What has City what has City done to deserve you know to be uh, to be called the best? I mean, let's 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 be frank, bro. Let's be frank. City has city city is in the finals of the Champions League. City won the Premier League. Um, they won Carabao Cup. They were in the semi-finals of FA Cup, but we knocked them out. So, and I I did say this. I said I said you have the two best teams in all of Europe going head at it, and that was what was just like. So good about this game, man. So, um, I think you, you, you're giving City too much respect. <laughs> no, we didn't, and you could see during the game, we bro, didn't no, yeah. bro. Listen, this this year was a bad year for you know, um, in the Premier League, but bro, you know, let's, if, let's be it, honest, it's been bad for like the past three years. The, the um, when when City and Liverpool pushed each other to the absolute limit, that's when you could say, okay, the Premier line. It was it was good for this two teams, but everybody else was lacking. The same thing with this season too, right? We said it. We said it in for for a while. We're like, man, you could actually win this shit, right? The man, you was actually in there with them, and they were actually on top. But the thing is, City is just a different beast, bro. You know, 
I, I would, I look, my own thing I brought up, I interrupted the chat was this. Like I said, can you be considered champion of Europe? Um, you know, somebody's beating up somebody there, man. But y'all just take it easy. <laughs> can you guys be considered champions of Europe if you're not champions of your own domestic league? Um, you know, I've been hearing people like, oh, you know, Chelsea fans, oh my God, we're champions of Europe. And I'm like, you're champions of the Champions League. You're not champions of Europe, you know? Um, I don't think any person dominated Europe this year. I think Chelsea played the most consistent football throughout the Champions League. But look at, you know, what defines Europe. I always say for you to, for you to be able to call yourself the champions of Europe, you have to be able to conquer your own league first. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to be able to conquer... Uh, your own league before you can really claim the throne of, you know, of Europe. And also the other thing too, as well is you didn't beat a team Leicester city who should have, uh, uh, you, who, who, in my opinion, you guys should have beat, uh, comfortably because you have better players and better squad. but Chelsea just did what they did. Right. I mean, sorry, Leicester just did what they did. So exactly. you guys are champions of the Champions League, but Europe is a stretch. They're telling everybody this, you know. So, um, but uh, uh, yeah. So that's kind of my own my own piece. You know, Chelsea. As much as you guys are on the ball, on the money, like you deserved everything in this game. Um, you deserve this champion. Like this, this. In my opinion, I know a lot of people were kind of like a little bit iffy about Chelsea winning this. Uh, my prediction was 2-1 Chelsea originally. Um, you know, I think you guys deserved it because in the Champions League, you've been phenomenal. You've absolutely, like, the Tuchel got all his tactics spot on. For every single team he's played in the Champions League this year, um, he got his tactics on the money. Don't so, forget Frank. Uh, uh, Frank. Frank Lampard? Right. Don't forget the yeah. work he did. Yeah, we, no, we, you, you cannot forget the work he did, right? Like Frank Lampard, as much as we do him and we say, yeah, you know, he should have been fired at the end. But still, the youth, man, Mount. You remember when Yenner used to come in and cry about Mason Mount? Um, right, exactly. Mason Mount is the one put, putting in the through ball to win the, the final of the Champions League, right? Like, you know, even, even I'll even say something, even Werner himself, like everybody... Werner was atrocious when it came to finishing all season. Even in that game, it was like, Werner, are you serious? <laughs> We're going to lose this game because of you. But his movement, the faith that the managers have shown in him, he's repaid it some in some form, maybe not fully, because you guys should have probably won that game 3 nothing. But in, in, in some shape or form, he has repaid the faith uh, of Lampard and uh, um, uh, Tuco. So, a lot, a lot has been said for you guys this season, man. So I just want to, I'll give you guys the credit. You know what I mean? That Chelsea deserves that credit. You guys outplayed the hell out of City that game. I can, I could not believe um, how bad Pep was again in the Champions League final. Um, you know, this guy just, he, anyway, but we can, we can chat about that. But congrats to, to Chelsea. Let's give them the, the right full kudos you guys deserve. Um, and also, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and also for setting up, like doing setting setting it up, and 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 all throughout the way, a proper club. Like, get rid of Lampard. Yes, Lampard is good, but you got rid of him. 
And then you not only did that, you replaced him with actually a very good manager in Tuko, who came in and did the job. And you saw, you know, everything was kind of set up properly. And if you look at the start of the season, would you say Chelsea should have at least had a trophy? Absolutely. How many players yeah. did you bring in, right? So, mm-hmm. no, you guys deserved it, man. Congrats. Uh, thank you, thank you. Now, Pep, what what does this mean for this guy? Is this guy like the bald fraudiola? You know, like what is? <laughs> <laughs> I think I. You know, you know what's crazy? I feel like, I feel like when uh, when when Pep eventually leaves City is when they win the Champions League. <laughs> Of course, that's you know that's what always happens. He overthinks right? it. He overthinks it in the in the fight in the final parts of it, and that's the thing that really just gets to him. Like he didn't he didn't need to really overthink this game. You know what I mean? Like play what you've been playing the whole time. They did the same thing against uh, Leon last year and lost. So, right. and I think you know um, when you look at Pep. Pep is really good when it comes to points, you know, a, a game of points. Yeah. Rather than just like, you know, um, like, you know, if he, if he's given like, you know, one shot, if if Pep is given one shot, um, he, he will screw that shot. Mm. But like, if you give him, you know, a game of numbers, you know, points whereby you have to keep on building, I'm telling you, he knows how to build. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, now, what does this mean for him? Like, you know, because City brought him in Five years ago, right? You know, and the major reason why they brought him there was, you know, to win, you know, the Champions League. And he has failed for five years. Yeah. So, you know, do they say, okay, thank you for trying and, you know, we move on to the next one? Did they give him a new contract? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They gave him a new contract this season and it was like a pretty decent contract. So, I don't mm. see firing him. In fact, I think this is the precursor to now City really going for that Champions League. Because remember the time when Liverpool went into the Champions League, they lost to uh, Real Madrid. You know, right. Carriers did his uh, special moves and, you know, they, they were finished. But then what happened the following season? They won it. They won it the following season. Exactly, right? So yeah. this guy can keep making mistakes. Like, Pep is Pep is here to stay. He keeps making mistakes, but in the long run, he is set up for success more than any other manager, right? They're gonna give him the funds. They're gonna give him another like sixty mil to spend on another defender. They're gonna give him another like hundred mil to spend on a you know striker or whatever. But he is here to stay, guys. Like Pep is going nowhere, man. I don't think I think you you think so. Yes. I don't think I don't th- I don't think Pep will leave just yet. He has to achieve this Champions League. So, uh, who, who do you say would leave first between Klopp and uh, Pep? I think um, I think Pep uh, could leave first before Klopp. To be honest, but I don't think I don't I don't think they are both leaving anytime. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if you're looking at them and you're like, oh yeah, you know. Uh, they're gonna probably leave, uh, uh, you know, at some point. Nah, bro. You know, they're they're not they're not leaving soon. So that's something that I think, um, uh, you know, a lot of people need to, you know, really really think about. Like, yeah, I don't I don't see it happening soon. So that's just my own two cents. 
But another, another thing too that came up uh, that came up for me was uh, um, oh man, I had I had the question right here, but I'll, I'll probably remember it. But with just just looking at this, uh, oh yeah, looking at the, the way he set up, what is his reason? Why didn't he play the center? Would you guys have any thinking as to why he wouldn't play a center defensive midfielder at all? I, I think he wanted to. Uh... He wanted more of an attacking lineup. That's what he wanted to do. So he basically took the took the defensive mid out. That way he can stack up in more areas of the wings, right? And Kevin De Bruyne was playing a false nine as well. So he kind of wanted Kevin to also be helping at the same time, but also be an attacking threat, right? But Pep's done this like a, a few times now. But it's like... Uh, He's never really like proceeded without a, a, a CDM before. So, so you know, I think you know, for me, it comes down to you know, uh, pride and wanting to be you know, um, to make the biggest headline, mm. you know, um, because each and every like Pep Guardiola is trying to like you know, have like that Pep thing, like you know, if you think of Tic Tac, you know, you, you'll be thinking about and. Yeah. So I think uh, he's trying to um, make something very unique, you know, uh, in the world of football. And it, it sucks that you know, <laughs> even in the finals, he's, he's still trying to do it, right? But um, yeah, for me, I think it's just a you know uh, a thing of ego, mm. and just trying to you know uh, to to look very unique. I wouldn't. I, I think. I think honestly, I wouldn't say it's a thing of ego. You know, Pep. Pep doesn't have an ego, bro. I'll tell you that. Like he doesn't he doesn't have an no, ego. ego, ego to look different. It's true, it's true. But what I think what what I think happened was Toko got into his mind. He's already beat him twice. And whatever he played, he was like, Okay, man, Toku Toku's hard already. You know what I mean? Toku Toku came into the FA Cup, played one system, and then as soon as they he saw their lineup, he switched it. I don't know if you guys ever ever um really saw that. The same thing with the Prem. So now he's thinking, and Toku has studied Pep for over, what is it, like eight, nine, ten years and shit. He was saying, he was he was talking about it on his press conference. And um, Pep knows, like, Toku has beat me twice. I don't know what I'm going to do, so why don't we just go for it, you know what I mean? Don't play a DM. Go freaking crazy. Try and attack them as much as you could. But still, even with that, he still stifled Pep. You know, Toko seems to be the next man. You know what I mean? Like him and him and these the the German coaches, Hansi Flick, Jurgen Klopp. Now Toko is there, so it's like it's coming. You know what I mean? Pep Pep knows like now his systems. After this game, Pep will Pep, Pep's probably gonna have like nightmares, bro. Just thinking about how I'm going to beat Toko next season. So. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna, you know, the the. I don't think, I don't think Pep had his mind in the right place. I think, as you, I think I'm gonna lean more on what uh, Mo said because he's trying to reinvent the wheel. That's what he's trying to do. And Pep has he already he already has he's trying to do it again. He's trying to do things. Yeah, exactly. Pep has such a big ass ego, man. This guy. He has a big ego. You have no idea. Have you seen the things Ibrahimovic and Eto have said about him? 
you know so he's um uh uh, uh pep is biggest he has one of the biggest egos as a coach in the game he has one of the biggest egos as a coach and he's consistently always trying to do something special something different um that nobody else has ever seen before and because of that everybody they can they can come up and just say hey let's just do the most basic and the most simple thing and we will get the results against this guy because this guy wants to go crazy and overthink things because it's hard if he didn't have any if he didn't have an ego he would have played um uh what do you call it aguero gabriel in this game you should have seen when gabriel came into this game i was fighting for his like fighting i i, I was like yes he's not doing anything crazy he's not effective right now but if you had had the guy like gabriel starting earlier in this game you could have t- you could tell you know, the game would have been a lot more different than it is. Kosiri, um, yeah. yeah, sorry to cut you short. Kosiri, how many shots do they have on target? Like one? Yeah, like something like one. Exactly. Exactly. So, it, Rudiger and um, uh, uh, what it called? Christensen. and Silva and Aspliqueta, uh, they, they were all sitting back doing nothing. You know, like I was just like, I cannot believe it seemed like uh, uh, you know, ch- uh, ch- uh, ch- uh, Chelsea uh, or, or City ha- uh, have nothing to do or or nothing to give uh, Chelsea issues with, right? There's no there is no spearheader that is on the pitch that will put Rudiger to the sword. Rudiger had a field day to the point he even destroyed uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne getting it uh, uh, and even. <laughs> Prior to Belgium, we were Euros. He's destroyed the guy's face now that the guy has a fracture in his orbital bone. Like, it's it's crazy. That's how bored Rudiger was, that he could easily do something like that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got everybody's like... No, that was an accident, though. Yeah, Rudiger, I think, knew what he was doing. But, uh, you know, the <laughs> collateral, collateral was uh, Kevin De Bruyne's face. And... For Belgium, he's gonna he's he's gonna be an issue now, yeah, for for them. But anyway, it's just like they no, have the Brenner. The Brenner will still play. He has to play. Yeah, mask. But they had nothing to do, bro. Like literally nothing to do. So yeah, there was no threat. No threat. Like, the, the only couple of times that you saw that, you were like, oh, okay, that was it. That was all they did. Oh, okay, cool. You know, they didn't really do anything crazy all throughout the game. Um, until maybe that last kick that looked like it was gonna go into the net. So, um, and who, who hit that? Was that Kyle Walker or that was? I think it was Gabriel. Gabriel. No, yeah. it was it was it was, was Mares. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mares, yeah. But um, on the other side, as we keep, you know, we know we're, we're talking about Pep. Uh, let's talk about Kante, man. This guy, man. No, so, dude, you know, they were, they were talking about, we actually were talking about it in soccer today. And I, was like, I was like, you know, the special thing about Kante is not that he has seven lungs, like how, um, that, uh, how, how Pogba described him. Yeah. It's the fact that Kante is proactive rather than reactive. Um, he's able to read the game in a way where it's like players are not thinking like that, you know? And like this guy's like five foot five, and he's winning. He's winning aerial duels against like 
by uh, six foot dudes. You know what I mean? He had the he had the most aerial a- aerial dudes won in the air. I'm just thinking like, how is a five foot guy doing this? You know what I mean? I'm like I'm like, he's proactive. You know, he's a proactive player. Yeah, but man, he's a godsend player. There would never be another Kante. I swear to God, there would never be another Kante. And uh, even though even though some people are, are coming up in that in those type of modes, it's just it's different. It's gonna take a while to see another player like this coming. Yeah, no, Kante is brilliant, man. I was I was very impressed with him, man. Um, he. He this this guy is probably the bargain of the year. I at one point somebody was saying that Kante was gonna get sold to Manchester United, and I was just like, "Are you guys freaking kidding me?" Um, I think it was a couple of years ago there was uh, these rumors about that, but I think but, it was probably because of his uh, his injuries. Then I think right, he's in, yeah, it was his injuries, and people were like, "Yeah, get rid of Kante," blah blah blah. Some people were even saying Fred is better than Kante. And uh, I laugh anytime I hear stuff like that. I'm like, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Fred. Yeah. Fred. But, you know, in, in January, he was linked to United. You know, I don't know how true that was, but, yeah, he was linked. Yeah, he was. They were like, yeah, they're looking at offloading him. And I'm like, if we get Kante, guys, like, the game has changed. Um, you know, and but people don't – Kante is just so brilliant, man. I think – you you mentioned it was proactivity. There's there's other players that have that, like uh, Modric. Modric is another player that I look at in the midfield, and you just mm-hmm. you the the intelligence that they show on the pitch mm-hmm. is none. These guys yeah. when they have when they have the ball on their feet, oh my goodness! The only last the last week I saw where there were at least three midfielders that did that exact uh, that thought the exact same way. It's such an advanced way of thinking. Was uh, the Barcelona's um, uh, Xavi Iniesta midfield? Yeah. That was the only midfield where three of them were like their levels were just like levels. You know what I mean? But apart from that, it's usually you see one or two individuals you know that are so good at doing that. The next person I can think of is Skulls. Skulls used to do that a lot. Like he's so good at reading mm-hmm. the game. You know, but the difference is, you know, Kante can talk with. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's uh, man, what an amazing, amazing um, a player that guy is, man. I just anytime I watch him, man, I always tell my the kids whenever I coach them, I'm like, guys, like, um, you know, if there's any person that you want to be in your career around, Ngolo Kante is the guy. Forget mm-hmm. everything else. Forget Pogba. Forget uh, you know uh, Neymar. Um, you know, forget uh, even Holland. Mirror your career like Conte, because that guy is one of the most intelligent footballers on the pitch in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, Havertz, how do you feel about Havertz? Uh, see, I, I said this too. I was like, Havertz is not having the best time uh, at the start of the season, and I was like, wait till the end of the season, Havertz is gonna come. <laughs> And boy, did he come! He came! He came all right. Came, he came and came and gave us gave us the title, bro. He came and gave us the title. Yeah, gross. Um, but yeah, that, that was his first Champions League goal, right? Yeah, yeah, that was. And what a what a way to score your first Champions League goal in the um, final! Like that's top. That's top. Aspie Aspie came out and and uh, while while Kai Havertz was getting the interview. 
And Asby came and he was like, he was like, he was like, you see this guy, you see this guy, tough season, eh? Tough season, but you see mentality top. He said, he said, he said, he said his mentality is tough. He's like, he's like, not only he gave us, he gave us the Champions League. Not only that, he ran for the team. He just kept running. He ran a lot today. <laughs> and then they they asked him, um, they're like, they're like, so, so, um, so you've been under a lot of pressure. Because you know, obviously, like you're the most expensive Chelsea player ever, and then you know what happened? Said, yes, man. I don't give a fuck about that. We just won the fucking championship. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I was laughing. And I was like, yes, that's what it is. The, the, the seventy million, uh, seventy million price tag right now. We just won the Champions League, and besides that, he just paid off that seventy million dollars. Just by scoring that goal in the final. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was crazy. That was freaking crazy. Like, it doesn't matter what uh, you know the journalists say right now. You know, at the end of the day, you have a trophy in the bag and drink, be happy. Like you will. What a crazy year! Like it has been, and, and for these German boys, right? Uh, you know what? On on top of on top of that, um, you know, being a United fan, you know, then I'm worried about you know the future the future of my club, you know, because look at this, um, Kai is like maybe 21, you know, look at the Chelsea squad that won the Champions League. Yes, still very yeah. young. Yeah, you know, one twenty-two the, uh, the average year, yeah. and bro, they're only going to get better, bro. I you know told, because <laughs> go I, ahead. I told I told Victor this man. I said, look, man. You guys do not know what you have done to the league, man. Like, you guys have just brought in some of the youngest talent with some of the best, like, not, like, young and crappy, but young and, like, actual good, good talents on the on the field. Um, and the trajectory now for you is high. Like, I've always said this, like, the moment I saw Chelsea buy all those players, I knew it was done. Look, we, we can all banter everybody and talk about, oh, Chelsea barely even made it into fourth this year, right? But you can tell that our team was assembled to win trophies and win it well. Um, and then on top of that, because uh, Lampard at the time was Nicky, and we didn't know how good or bad Chelsea were. I, I was thinking Chelsea, you know, if not this year, next year, they're going to win the league. But... um the the thing that I came out and said was the moment they secured Tuchel, that was game over. Because I don't know, Victor, if you remember, I've been telling you this, man. Thomas Tuchel is the guy. Like, from day one, before before he even went to PSG, I was saying it. I'm like, guys, any any smart owner right now will invest their money on Thomas Tuchel. I don't care what you say it is. Invest, like he pisses me off with some of the, the things he does. Like for example, the thing he did with Hudson O'Doy. But at the end of the day, water under the bridge now. Look at them now. They're they're champions now, right? Yeah. But from day one, I would said, look, guys, if I was the if I was the director of football, I would get Thomas Tuchel a sap. A freaking sap. But no. Nobody nobody looked this way. Everybody kept passing on him for whatever reason. They were like, oh, you know, it's PSG. He took a he took a paycheck early. I'm like, guys, the guy needed to win some trophies, man. You know, he, he, look at how much we've dissed uh, Pochettino. Even how much we're dissing Ole. Give the guy a break. He's earned his he's earned his keep to go to to Paris, win some trophies, and then come out and then start winning the big thing. 
Paris Saint-Germain now are looking like idiots. They were the one who let him go when it's like, look, guys, this guy, like, the players in Paris Saint-Germain don't even give a shit anymore about the, the League One. They've won that, like, so many times. Who who cares? If they win it again, what is the point? It's, so, it's yeah. such a dumb trophy to them. Right. They want to win the Champions League. Why would you let a coach like Thomas Tuchel, like, yeah, granted, you got Pochettino, but why would you let a guy like Tuchel leave? Oh, man, it was so dumb. Chelsea now are in such a freaking good stage. Young team and a smart-ass coach. Next season, you guys better watch. They're my pick for the uh, for the title. In my opinion, Chelsea might pick for the title next year. I'm gonna call it out early, and and you guys think uh, some of the Chelsea fans right now are annoying, like Haniki and the rest of them. But yeah, you know, like you get ready. If they win, there's gonna be riots, bro. There's gonna be riots. Look at I don't I don't even know if you guys have seen the Nigerian um, post about um, Chelsea. Oh. Oh, they are saying the whole country they should just give it to Chelsea, you know, because everybody in Nigeria is so crazy about Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. Like I'm just telling you, the celebrations two days ago was just crazy. Oh, <laughs> bro, look at the outfits that these people are making. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh, there was a there was a priest that came in after the game. Uh, as they were walking in, you know how like they do uh, celebrations and they are going into the uh, uh, to the altar through the through the right. the pulpit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> through the pulpit. They were all dancing with like Chelsea. It's like it's a coming <laughs> of like Jesus is the Passover, you know. So anyway, bro, like it's you guys think you guys think Chelsea fans were annoying now. You guys just wait to when they win that league, bro. It's coming, bro. It's coming. We're going to do it like Liverpool did. Win yeah. the Champions League first and then come for the Prem next. Well, we'll see. What we're going to do. But the best thing about it is as soon as as soon as as soon as Thomas won this title and then he was in the press conference, he said, I'm ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. Ha! I was like I was like, Yeah, it's, it's over, bro. It's over and done. That's what and he said. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, he's like, this doesn't do much for me. He's like, yeah, you enjoy the moment. It's good for now. But he's like, I'm ready for the next one. That's wow. Cool. We're that's in trouble. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, you know, even the fir- one of the first things that he said when he came to Chelsea, he said, you know, I'm going to create a team, you know, that nobody would want to face it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he's done just that. And guess what? In the, how many games uh, did he manage? Twenty-eight. Yeah. And how many did he lose? Uh, just three, three games, I think. Three or you four. See? West you Brom, see? Leicester, and uh, and who else did he lose to? Well, did, did, didn't you guys lose to Fulham too? No. Nah, I don't think. That no, I think. No, we tied Fulham, didn't we? But we lost. We lost to um, Aston Villa. Yeah. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. West Brom, and there was one more team, but I forget which team it was. Wolves. No, no, no. We didn't lose to Wolves. We tied them when he was there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's what it is. That's just Arsenal. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal always do that. Like, look, Arsenal always do that. They always will beat like the big boys. 
And then tomorrow they're gonna go take an L from like you know. No, the only big boy that beat twice is us. Yeah, no, they tied with us, didn't they? Oh no, they beat us twice. Bro. They beat us. They beat us the first time and tied with us, and then they beat Chelsea twice. Yeah, they beat us twice. What? Arsenal, yeah, bro. When Lampard was there, they beat us three zero. Remember? Arsenal. Oh. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal pull some, you know, uh, they pull some surprises, you know. No, no Arsenal, just, Arsenal just likes playing against Chelsea, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> playing against Chelsea, you know. That, that's like a so, swap. So, would, would, would um, let's say, you know, if that was Arsenal in the finals, you know, instead of City, do you think... Uh, it's... If, if it was who? Arsenal versus uh, Chelsea in the finals, instead of City. Ah. For, uh, Arsenal against us in the finals in, of Champions League? Yeah. Nah, Champions League finals, bro? Nah, I don't think they would have won it against us. But if it was against, uh, if it was an like FA Cup, they would have beat us. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Those, guys, those guys would sacrifice their left nut to freaking beat That's just how they were. That's the way they are. Like, they would do anything to beat Chelsea or United. Like, um, but um, it shows it's a small club mentality because you know, <laughs> you know shots fired. <laughs> no, it's true. They put all their eggs in that basket, and then after they don't have enough in the tank to go play against other teams at their level. That's literally yeah. what they do. You know, that's they remember when United used to do that every time. Tops all his team we were beating. Um, uh, uh, the top six. Our record against the top four, top six was like crazy. Only have yeah. never. We only lost. Yeah, we we only lost Liverpool. Oh yeah, to Liverpool. That was the only team that we lost to. But everybody else will go out and beat because that's a small team mentality. Because like you know, you have the energy to beat like the top six. But then when you go play against like Wolves or freaking Burnley. You're you're tying one one or losing one nothing. Like it's you know, that's just what small teams, in my opinion, do. If you're a good team, you would beat the shitty teams, and then the big boys. It doesn't really matter that much. You just come out there, do your job, and go from there. Pep always collects his customary loss to Ole. He was like comes in, Ole beats him, and then guess what happens? He wins the league. <laughs> he comes in, he he beats, and when it matters most, he will beat Ole. Because remember yeah. Carabao Cup, he beat us, right? So yeah, and the, and uh, then um, Pep Guardiola, who's this? Uh, De Bruyne said, "Oh, they only spent like you know about seven minutes to prepare." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, I, I hated hearing that. But it's, it's the truth because you we only play one way against them. What else are they gonna? They're not gonna spend like thirty minutes on hey you do this you do that. No, they just say look play your football. They're gonna counterattack you. Be ready in transition and that's it. So you know like it's just everybody like puts so much effort into. It's a small club mentality when you put effort against the big boys and that's what Arsenal do. They, whenever they look at the the big boys, they're like, "Yes, we're gonna go out there to go win." Like Arsenal of the past never used to give a shit. They'll come in, either beat you or tie, and then they'll go on their day. But now it's like they pl- they play off their skin so much and they try so hard to get rivalry that is not there anymore, right? Like we're not really rivals. In fact, if anything, we're battling for who's gonna be the biggest banter club. 
You know, that's it, you know? Anyway, um, but uh, that's mostly it, guys. Um, I think, um, you know, we've, we've covered as much as we can cover uh, today. Congrats to Chelsea again. City's lost. No wonder Felix didn't want to show. Felix is using his in-laws as an excuse, but <laughs> it's okay. You know, uh, it's better. It's better just win it than you know than sitting. Oh yeah, way better than they win it. I'm, I'm willing to take the annoying, you know, one year of Chelsea fans, but City, so, City, don't even no, have no. we are about to we are about to run the decade. Forget, forget one year, bro. We are about to run the decade, bro. Yeah. Be yeah. humble. Be humble, yeah. bro. Be yeah. humble. I am, I am being humble, but I'm being 100% with you guys, bro. I know what you're saying, Look bro. at this team. Look at this team. I Look know. at the coach. Mind you, could come close if they fire Ole. They need a new manager, man. I want the, I want the order restored back in the prem. The big teams need to come on top. Let it fucking happen again. But, man, you guys need to start doing something, bro, because the owners are just fucking your club up, bro, honestly. Yeah, man. But it's it's what it is, man. It's what it is. I, I would just say, as much as I think Chelsea are my favorites, next season, you never know, man. Mm-hmm. The season always plays those games, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, injuries, injuries come and happen. Things get weird. Yeah. yeah, things will always happen. So just be be warned. It's okay to go out there and be like, "Yeah, you know, we got in the bag," but the reality is, you know, the Premier League is the Premier League for a reason, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, by, by the way, um, Christian Pulisic is the first American to play the Champions League finals and win it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could have scored a goal. He, uh... he could have scored. So he, he, expl- he explained that he was like Edison was actually on him, right, on one side, but he scuffed the shirt, um, the shot. He didn't actually like hit the ball he wanted to hit it, and yeah, I just more of the wrong direction. You should be very nice. That would have been a nice. Goal. But I am so I am so happy that Pulisic was fit at the end of the season. You know why? Because next season, starting next season. Ah, uh, yeah. Police, coming. Police coming. Police coming. Calm down, bro. Uh-uh, bro, I got, I got to get my Pulisic jersey. <laughs> I got to get my Pulisic jersey, bro. Ah, uh, calm down, you. More cold, more cold news. Like what? Is, what is? I basically now didn't play this game. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? You didn't see the assist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man! to Chelsea, uh, Mr. Richard to City, well, not. But uh, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, it's it's been a fun season. Now we're on to the Euro. What's what's going on? I can barely hear you guys right now. Uh, I think Mo's TV is recording. Mo, your TV is taking the, the thing. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Mo's busy, Mo's busy typing lobbying for FIFA right now. <laughs> this guy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I need to coach some people. Oh, wow. No, but yeah, no, uh, Euros is coming up, guys. So, um, you know, keep a, keep an eye out for that, but I'm I'm done. I don't want to do any more 
uh, uh, recordings. I want to kind of enjoy the Euros. Like I want to enjoy the Euros. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think I think I think we still have to we still have to talk about it, bro. Nah, I'm not. Uh, no, I think it would be nice to have like you know uh, an episode and just like you know uh, look back at United players, Chelsea players, you know how they're doing at the Euros, you know. Because that would be uh, bad. That won't be bad. Yeah. yeah. Then it can actually you know set up as well you know for the new season uh, coming up, right? You know. By the by the way, the prem starts August fourteenth, eh? August thirteenth? That early shit. August fourteenth. August fourteenth. Holy, they're playing so many games now. Anyway, I I can't I can't keep up. It's, there's a lot of games. There was a lot of games this this season, like back to back to back to back to back. It was crazy. I couldn't keep up, man. But I hope that season gets back to normal next year, and um, you know we can all just uh, you know take our time to cover these games because the games were too much, man. I'm sorry. It was too much. Anywho, um, that's mostly it. Congratulations to Chelsea for the Champions League uh, win. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And depending on how this Euros goes, we may do some coverage uh, for the Euros, but uh, we would uh, love to thank everybody for listening to us throughout the season. It was an exciting one, um, you know, and uh, hopefully you guys can hang out with us as we go into the next season here and um, maybe even cover in a little bit of the Euros. So. Uh, we'll see how definitely see how things go. Yeah. All right. Champions of Europe. We know what we are. <laughs> glory, glory, man United. Oh, so glory, glory, glory man. We coming. We coming through. Yeah. We coming through. Uh, okay, we're done, guys. You take care. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. And podcast CBF if you want. Uh, like the show, subscribe, share with your friends. And uh, we appreciate uh, you all for listening to us this season. Take yes. care. Cheers. Cheers.